What is going on, Knicks Nation? We are back for another live stream edition, another podcast episode of the Knicks Nation podcast. I'm Anthony, joined by my co-host, Chris. We're going to be talking about the New York Knicks for about an hour or so. So, hope you guys tune in and get comfortable. It's going to be a great episode. Chris, what is going on, brother? Uh, Not much, man. You know, just ready to talk some Knicks. It's been a little minute since we've been on here together. Um, I'm ready to get going, man. How, How you been? I've been good. The Knicks have been good. Everyone's been good. The Knicks have been rolling, um, especially Julius Randle. The Knicks finished up their West Coast trip going three and two. I mean, they finished up with the Brooklyn Nets, and that was a great win overall. Um, So, yeah, I mean, they beat the Suns. Obviously, Jalen Brunson dropped 50 points in that game. They went to the L.A. Lakers and beat them and then came home against the Brooklyn Nets and beat the Brooklyn Nets. It's so great when we beat the Brooklyn Nets, Chris. I mean... You know, I, I believe we haven't won in Brooklyn in about four, four or five years or something like that. So it's great that we won in Brooklyn. But Chris, man, the Knicks are rolling. And, you know, who's rolling for the Knicks? Obviously, Jalen Brunson. But Julius Randle has been playing out of his mind lately. And the way he's sharing the rock, his efficiency has gone up. His free throw percentage has gone up. His last 10 games, 27.4 points per game. Eight and a half rebounds to go along with 5.2 assists. Julius Randle's back, and the New York Knicks are back. Tough stretch here coming up this weekend against the Bucks, Chris, but Julius Randle, man, love what I'm seeing. Yeah, man, Julius Randle, we got to put some respect on his name. I mean, I know he started the season as bad as you could start a season for a player of his caliber, for, for what he's showed us in the past. Man, oh, man, has he turned it around. You just got to give Julius Randle his props, man. He's playing at an insane level, and I hope it continues, man. You know, last time he had an amazing game against the Bucks. you know, they're coming up, and I'm hoping for a repeat. Likewise, big task in the chat, man. What's going on? Happy holidays to you and yours as well. Yeah, um, you know, with all of this, obviously, we get the terrible news that Mitchell Robinson you know, first it was Mitchell Robinson was going to be reevaluated in eight to ten weeks. That was about um, giving it about three months. So, and then we get the news from Shams that the Knicks um, they're they're trying to use their exception, the injury exception, to possibly get some money back from that contract. Considering basically telling us that Mitchell Robinson could be out the whole year. And then today, Chris, I think uh, Tom Thibodeau said that he's still going to be reevaluated in eight to ten weeks. So we don't know for sure if he's out for the season. But and then he said that's a Leon Rose question. But Tom Thibodeau, Leon Rose doesn't talk, so it's a Tom Thibodeau question. So Chris, I mean, you know, Mitchell Robinson, he was having such it sucks for Mitchell Robinson. He was having such an amazing season, you know, leading the lead in offensive rebounding, simply dominating every team that he faced. And you know, now we answered Isaiah Hartenstein. We'll talk about that in a bit. It's actually looked pretty good with Isaiah Hartenstein too, but. Got a feel for Mitch. I mean, last season was a was a great season for him as well. Obviously, got his bag um, two years ago, and it just it just stinks, man. It just stinks that we're not going to be able to see Mitchell Robinson 
until next season. That, that, that It just sounds wrong. You know, it just it sucks, man. It really does. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big blow to our team. I mean, Mitch, he's he's our defensive anchor, man. You know, he you know, all the guys on the on the Knicks love him. And let's be let's be let's be real. He brings so much to us defensively, not just shot blocking, but the way he's able hand he's he's able to handle the pick and roll game for us on the defensive end. He's huge for us. We all we all remember what he did to the Cavs, you know, last 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 year. Yep. He's gonna be missed, man. Um, it just shocked me. It went like again, it went from successful ankle surgery to boom, now he's out. I was kind of hoping, you know, maybe he's out the regular season. Maybe he can come back come playoff time if you know if we're in there, which I'm I'm pretty sure we will be. But man, that's a hard one to swallow, in my opinion. Mitchell Robinson being gone for the entire season it, it sucks man it sucks and like you said he was having an, a really good season a great season they were starting to talk about him possibly getting all nba defensive nods and things like that you know it sucks for mitch and i feel for him man yeah so hopefully mitch can get you know well soon obviously he's um he's a big part of what we do we saw what he did versus the cleveland cavaliers last season dominated jared island and evan Mobley. And, you know, Miami Heat, I mean, that series, everyone was pretty much off. The Knicks got out coaching that series. But, you know, Mitch is a big part of that dude. But Chris, I mean, they inserted Isaiah Hartenstein into the starting lineup. At first, it was Jericho Sims. Sims is now hurt for another two weeks. So he sprained his ankle literally on the tip-off first possession <laughs> against the Lakers. But Sims was, you know, he wasn't playing well. And, you know, that's when a lot of Knicks fans, including myself, were like, all right, the New York Knicks need to make a move because – we can't just keep throwing Sims out there. I mean, I love Sims. I love what, you know, what else he brings to the table. But, you know, they signed Taj Gibson. Now they started Isaiah Hartenstein versus the Brooklyn Nets. And Chris, I mean, I love what I saw. You know, he actually played well with the starters. And the offense, dare I say, looked, you know, it's one game, but it looked good. You know, I don't want to say it looked better, but it looked good. Because we all know what Isaiah Hartenstein can bring, that passing ability, you know, he's he's you can also shoot, which he never does. But, you know, <laughs> Hart, insert Hartenstein, clone of Mitchell Robinson with with some with some different characteristics. And, you know, it's not like we, we've always had Hartenstein off the bench, but you insert him now in the starting lineup and he's he's great for us. And I, I actually love what I'm seeing. So Hartenstein will a big role is going to be asked for him. And I do think that, you know, the Knicks won't skip a beat in that point. It's whether who backs up Hartenstein. That's the that's going to be the issue, because. Hartenstein can hold his own. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I heart, we, we've said this before many times, you know, when it comes to Mitch and I heart, whenever each other gets subbed out, like it's almost, it's almost like the same guys out there in, in a sense. There's not much of a drop off, right? Yeah. And again, I know it's it's the Nets. The Nets aren't that that good this year, but, you know, he, he's been playing his ass off and I heart has been putting up, you know, <laughs> Not only is he putting up good rebounding stats, similar to what Mitch was giving us, even offensive on the offensive boards and all that, but you know, like you said, he has some of he has more offense than Mitch. He has that little hook; he can shoot it if they would let him. But um, yeah, man, it's it's looking good so far. But then you got the whole Tibbs dilemma, though. You know, when Jericho Sims comes back, I have a feeling Tibbs is just gonna throw Jericho Sims right back into the starting lineup. You think and so? keep Ihar on the bench just for that continuity sake, you know. I don't, I don't know 
if this is something that's going to continue. But I am intrigued, man. I am intrigued because I did like what I saw against the Nets. Look, look, Isaiah Hartenstein was, you know, he's always been a rock for us, always been that dog. Last game, rest of the Nets, he had 10 rebounds, three assists, two blocks, two points, played 30 minutes. He's played over 30 minutes in four straight games, playing 39 minutes at the Lakers. It's gonna look it's gonna look good. You know, defensively it was, you know, not great with Jericho, but you insert Isaiah Hartenstein in there, and I feel like the Knicks, you know, you know, Julius Randle was bouncy and Jalen Brunson was, you know, kind of off versus the Brooklyn Nets, but Dante DiVincenzo was playing well, feeding off the energy. So, you know, losing Mitch is going to hurt. It's definitely going to hurt. But, you know, Isaiah Hartenstein, which is why we have that big man right behind Mitchell Robinson, and it's you know, we have some news here about, you know, um, possibly a, Don, a, a a Murray trade for the Atlanta Hawks. And we also have an article saying that the Knicks may be interested in bringing a Clint Capella or Daniel Gafford. His names have been thrown out. But Big Taz says in the chat, don't laugh. But what do you guys think about bringing back Nerland's Noel? Nerland's slippy hands, Noel, Chris. What do you think about bringing Nerland's Noel back to oh, the Knicks? man. Nerland's stone hands, Noel. No, man. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, look, when, when he was with the Knicks, he he had his moments. He played he played tough and all that. But he was somebody who, you know, his 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 background has also been a player that gets hurt a lot, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I don't I don't want to see that repeat of that, you know, just just to be completely honest. You know, I'd rather start Taj Gibson. <laughs> yeah, Taj was tired there. Um, the last game versus this. So this is from Mike Scotto. This came out today. The latest injury to Mitchell Robinson hasn't stopped the New York Knicks from doing their due diligence on the trade market at other positions. The Knicks are among several teams who have expressed exploratory ex trade interest in Hawks guard DeJounte Murray. League sources told Hoops Hype. So DeJounte Murray's name has been linked to the Knicks. Going back to the Spurs days, his name has been linked to the Knicks. He signed the extension with Atlanta this past summer. And it's interesting because DeJounte Murray is a bigger guard. He can defend, can create his own shot, mid-range sniper, mid-range assassin. So right away, I thought about the fit. Like, how would DeJounte Murray fit with the Knicks? And why are the New York Knicks trying to explore this? You know, and Mike Scotto is a, is a, he's a legit reporter. He's, he's, he knows his stuff. So he's not just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. I mean, I'm sure he did his due diligence in reporting this. Otherwise, he wouldn't have reported. But DeJounte Murray fitting with Jalen Brunson is, is what I thought about instantly. And I don't hate it, you know, because Murray could play defense. It's not like pairing a Donovan Mitchell with, with Murray, Chris. Obviously, you get more offensive firepower with Mitchell. But with the, the DeJounte Murray, obviously, right now, it's not going well in Atlanta with, with Trey Young. So I guess you could look at that. But the Hawks don't also don't really have a Julius Randle and, you know, a complete team. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. DeJounte Murray on the Knicks with, with Jalen Brunson. I mean, what are your thoughts about 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 that duo, about that pairing? I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it, to be honest. And like yeah. on one side, I, I don't want to be in the position to give the Hawks anything, right? <laughs> but yeah. DeJounte Murray, I mean, like you said, he can play. He could play some defense, and obviously he can score it. You know, we've seen him have big games against us. Um but the fit with Jalen Brunson, do I think it could work? I mean, I guess that depends on who's left after the trade is done, right? Yeah. Um, Who would you give? You him? know, I think, I think if you're plugging him in for somebody like R.J. Barrett, 
I think that's that's a boost. How big yeah. of a boost, I don't know, but we all know DeJounte Murray can shoot the rock. So that in itself is a boost. And yeah, man, I mean, I mean I, it, it is intriguing. It is intriguing. I, I wasn't a name that I was really thinking about because he just signed that, you know, deal with the Hawks. So that's uh, that's interesting. What, what do you think about it? You think it'll be a good fit? Um, he also says last season, next forward, RJ Barrett came up in those brief trade inquiries, but nothing substantial substantive uh materialized um he also says the knicks are you know continuing they continue to have interest in og ananobi but Dejounte murray is it's a tricky guy is he a winning player is he a good player yes but you know i don't know i, I like i like Dejounte murray you know he's he's like a he does everything you know he plays defense he can run point he can shoot the rock, and most importantly, he has that it factor as well. He's not afraid, but in my opinion, what would you give Atlanta for that? You know what what is dang what is being dangling dangled out there? Is it an R.J. Barrett for Dejounte Murray? Um, R.J. has been struggling here, and it seems like a lot of Knicks fans are starting to get you know <laughs> not you know they're starting to you know go against R.J. Barrett. I'll just say that, but. You know, RJ's been struggling here efficiently, efficiency-wise, and it just hasn't worked out for him this season. I mean, he'll be, he can bounce back, but I don't know. It's just not a name who I thought that the Knicks would be, you know, interested in. I thought it would continue to be that 3 and D wing, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know I mean, how I feel about it. Yeah, that's how, that's how I feel, too. I'm kind of in the middle. I mean, yeah. I know before, obviously, the Atlanta Hawks got their hands on DeJounte Murray, you know, I, I definitely wanted him on the Knicks. And it would seem like it was pretty close to happening, you know, until it they didn't. Were, yeah. <laughs> it, it was pretty close. So, I mean, who knows, man? I, I, this kind of came out of the blue. Um, again, not a name that was really on my radar, at least. So I'm intrigued, but I, I, I have to put some more thought into it, see how it would fit. But more importantly, I think it's just who goes out in the trade? What are we giving up? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's that's the way I'm going. Cost effective wise, like if you look at it, like Donovan Mitchell or Dejounte Murray would probably cost less to acquire a Dejounte Murray. Um, he can't yeah. be traded until after the January deadline because he just signed the extension. But yeah, if you're giving Atlanta, you know, an RJ Barrett, you're gonna have to give up. I mean, you're gonna have to acquire another three and D guy in return. You know, there has to be something more to just uh, you know, Dejounte Murray trade unless RJ isn't in the deal. But we also have this story from. Jake Fisher, who also says that the Knicks, prior to the Mitchell Robinson injury, everything was quiet. But now Mitchell Robinson got hurt. The New York Knicks are, you know, they they love the Evan Fournier contract. They obviously think that they can get something in return for an Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier has an $18 million expiring deal that will come off the books this season. But he, um, he, he brings up the names. The best big man for the taking before the deadline could be Clint Capella. Clint Capella has been dangled this offseason, and then he brings up Wizard center Daniel Gafford may be the next best option for the Knicks or any other team in search of available starting level talent at that position. So, Chris, Mitchell Robinson goes down, insert Mitchell Robinson, Jericho Sims goes down, you signed a Taj Gibson. Um, we can't rely on a 38-year-old Taj Gibson. Jericho Sims' injury doesn't seem to be that serious. So now we're mm-hmm. trying to pivot to... Who do we sign? Who do we acquire? Who do we trade for? 
Is it, uh, you know, Clint Capella, Daniel Gafford, something like that? Or do you just sign, you know, you, you have some names here that I'll let you read off, but or you just sign someone off the scrap heap, you know, and just let him play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not go after, you know, someone like uh, Andre Drummond, Kelly Olenek, and dare I say DeMarcus Cousins? <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins? is. I, I think he's out in China or something, man. I mean... You could do a lot worse, in my yeah. opinion. You know, why not take a flyer? See, see, see what Boogie has left, man. Yeah, it's going to be because I, I do think they have to make a move. And, you know, is it is it the Knicks? I mean, uh, do you see them signing a guy like a Demarcus Cousins or, you know, uh, No Noel? I mean, I don't know. You know, but then again, they could just make a. They could just wait till Jericho Sims comes back and just ride with him. Because I can see them when Jericho Sims comes back, I could see them putting him, right, putting him right back in the starting lineup. Whether Knicks fans like that or not, I'm just saying I can see them doing that. I personally do not like that. I mean, I the defense has been subpar that ever since Mitchell Robinson went down. But we only got one game of Isaiah Hartenstein starting. But I actually love what I'm what I what I saw from that. But but yeah, I mean, you can sign guys, you could trade for guys. It's going to be interesting. I think they have to trade for somebody, and yeah. you know whether if it's a, a significant name or you know a Clint Capella, I don't know. But if the Knicks want to get to where they want to get to, and that's deep in the playoffs, Mitchell Robinson was a big part of what they were trying to accomplish. So him going down for the season, it's time for Leon to make some calls, in my opinion, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we see it all the time. You know, we see we see contenders or playoff teams in general able to, you know, acquire pretty good talent, just not even giving up much, you know? Yeah. So why can't the Knicks do the same? You know, why can't we just get a, a decent forward, plug them in? You know, would I take a risk of somebody like a DeMarcus Cousins? I think I would give that a shot, you know? I know... People might say it comes with a lot of baggage, you know, could probably mess with the with the chemistry of the team just because we all know how that's important volatile cousins is. But yeah. you know, maybe he's learned his lesson. I mean, he's he's been on a couple interviews where he said, Hey, you know, that's the that's the past. I'm different now. Yeah. Um but even somebody going after somebody like Kelly Olenek who could stretch the floor for us, or even Andre Drummond, who will give us more of like what we were getting from Mitch as far as rebounding, mm -hmm. offensive boards, you know, I think Things like that make sense, right? But it also shows you with these reports coming out, you know, it's showing you the Knicks are they're gonna have to make a move. I mean, Mitch is such a big deal mm -hmm. for us to lose that we gotta do something, especially if we're thinking about playoffs and trying to make a deeper run than the previous season. So interesting times are coming, man. Um, I'm kind of you know, I'm kind of excited to see what the Knicks might do. <laughs> Likewise, and if the Knicks do get approved that injury exception, I think the Andre Drummond trade will work because after there has to be someone half of Mitchell Robinson's salary. So I think the Drummond trade will work. And the Chicago Bulls, you know, they're not really going anywhere. So maybe it's something, someone like that. You throw a second round pick, like a, a, a whack second round pick, and try to get you know a, a, a Drummond in here. But uh, hit yep. some of these comments. If you haven't done so already, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, come join us here in the live stream. Big Tash says Murray is very good and has the still and have the skill set that the Knicks need, but I wouldn't say Murray has an it factor. 
I much rather Murray than Donovan Mitchell. So we're getting that. I much rather Murray than Donovan Mitchell. Dejounte Murray will cost less than Donovan Mitchell. Not comparing the two players; they're both two different players. Mitchell has that firepower on offense, and he can win you a game. And not saying Murray can't, but Mitchell is that that stud. But Big Task in the chat says I much rather have Murray than Donovan Mitchell. Who would you rather have, Chris? Dejounte Murray or Donovan Mitchell paired with Jalen Brunson in the backcourt? Putting you on the spot here. You know what? Think about the cost. I, I, I would, yeah. I think about the cost, reg, regardless of the cost. I was, I was leaning Murray, but I would still love to see Donovan Mitchell on the Knicks, man. I just yeah. think, you know, I, I, I go back to when I wanted KP to sign here before he signed with the Celtics. I, you know, somebody that wants to be in New York. That's just something that, you know, in my opinion, is like priceless. So if you yeah. get a Donovan Mitchell in here, it's no secret he wanted to come to the Knicks. Look, I know he had ties in the past to the Cavs, too. He was a Cavs fan or whatever you want to put. But we all know he wants to be in New York. And I think Donovan Mitchell, you know, he'll take his game to a whole other level in New York. I'm not saying he's going to become a defensive menace under Tibbs or anything like that. But I just think, you know, there's some stock to put into a player who actually wants to come here and perform well. Yeah. So, um, agreed. That's how I'm rolling. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. I mean, the the Dejounte Murray thing t- today was just like, like a random rumor that came about. Like the Knicks have inquired <laughs> about Dejounte Murray. Look, maybe they're not satisfied. Maybe they want you know, maybe they maybe Quint Grimes is asking for a trade. You know, we don't know what's going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes. He already asked for you know to move to the to get moved to the bench, and he's been playing you know well off the bench. But, you know, his playing time still has been up and down. Obviously, DiVincenzo now has been playing well with the starters. Dropped 20-plus points for the Nets. Seems like he's a sniper. He's one of the best corner three-point shooters at the Knicks in the NBA, not just that the Knicks have, but in the NBA. So we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So maybe some of these guys or, you know, quickly you had the contract situation. Um, Jake Fisher also said that Emmanuel Quickly's name has not been in these trade rumors. So, you know, the Knicks seem, seem to be holding on to quickly. And hopefully they do. Big Taz says Cousins is a knucklehead. And then Fisk, <laughs> Fisk, man, what's going on? Fisk Vegas Blue just wanted to show love and say leave Mitchell and Levine alone. We need to dominate all around wing or center. Agree. Agree. We do. We need a wing, whether that's an OG or, you know, someone or Zion, somebody. But oh, Big Taz says wrong answer. He didn't like your answer about – um. Donovan Mitchell and uh, sorry, big task, man. You know, I'm stuck in the middle between those two, but you know, I I go Donovan Mitchell just because he actually wants to be here, and you know, I I put a lot of stock in that. You know, it could be the wrong answer, but I just believe (laughs) that you know that holds weight for me. Nah, it does. And Mitchell, I think, still has another year left on his contract, I believe, and I think eventually he's gonna get shipped out of there. Whether that's to Miami, his name has been linked to the Nets. But, you know, we're just talking about, you know, the Knicks' current stretch. They've been playing well. Obviously, we have the Bucks on tomorrow. And then we have the Bucks on Christmas Day. And then Great. upcoming schedule to close out December for the New York Knicks. They have the Bucks, the Bucks at OKC, at Orlando, at Indiana. So tough, tough, tough way to close out the uh, month of December. But, Chris, we went 3-2 and two on, that, on that little road trip. And, you know, as long as Julius Randle is putting up these numbers like he has been, he's been playing excellent, man. Excellent. I can't say 
good enough things about Julius Randle. I mean, he's been playing great, Chris. I mean, he, you have to give him his flowers. 27.5 points a game. The efficiency's there. His free throw percentage, he's starting to, you know, creep up. You know, when he started the season, it was 50%, 60%. So, I don't know. Do Knicks fans, do they do they want to keep Randle now? Are they happy now with Randle that he's playing like this? Or I'll tell you this. Julius Randle, like I said earlier on, what a turnaround for Julius Randle. Yeah. So I'll put it th- I'll put it this way. I could be in the minority. And again, big task, my right, you know, wrong answer. But <laughs> in my opinion, right now I think it's it'll be a mistake if the Knicks let Julius Randle go. Just because I feel like he's figured something out, man. <laughs> you know, this isn't the same Julius Randle. Yeah. That's, you know, spinning in the paint, losing the ball. Did we see that earlier in the season? Yes. 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 But something something changed, man, yeah. in my opinion. Um, I think he's deferring a lot more to Jalen Brunson, letting Jalen Brunson handle the rock more, you know, exactly what we want. And he's being more selective with his shots. I mean, I can't be the only one to uh, notice he's taking less threes. You know, he's yeah. only taking them when he's absolutely open. Does he force it sometimes? Yeah. But he just seems more, I don't know, things are, it's just a little moving a little bit slower for Julius Randle out there. He's been a lot more efficient and he, and that was one of his uh, biggest uh, goals for the season, right? Become more efficient. And, you know, I like what I'm seeing from Julius. I think it will be a mistake to get rid of him at this point. Um, That's just my, my opinion. What do you, what do you think, man? No, I agree. No, he's been. He's been comfortable. He's been playing more at ease. And I like what you said about him with Jalen Brunson because those two seem like they're forming like a great chemistry. Like they seem like they're really playing off one another. And we haven't really seen that from the, those two. You know, yeah. when Brunson is rolling, Randall knows that Brunson's rolling. When 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 Randall's rolling, Brunson knows that Randall that Randall's rolling. Those two are really feeding off one another and they're the chemistry, they're they're playing well. And, you know, as long as those two are rolling, we we we're a tough we're a tough we're a tough beat, because like yeah. you said, Randall he's he's taking less threes, he's picking his spots, he's pretty much dominating every defender that can't guard him, and that's it's it's nice to see, it's nice to watch. And Brunson and Randall are playing amazing, and I'll, as long with Divincenzo, Josh Hart here has had some good games too as well. But I mean, we'll talk about this R.J. Barrett situation in a bit, but. Yeah, man. I mean, Julius Randle's been playing well, and hopefully we can see it versus the Bucks, because that's that's where we want to see it, right? You know, we we know he plays well, like he plays great against. I mean, he played well against Anthony Davis for crying out loud, but you know, we want to see it against the Bucks. We want to see it against Giannis, and we have seen it, you know, two weeks ago where he dropped. Well, how many points did he drop against Giannis in the, in the play in season tournament game? I think it was close to forty. Yeah, it was close to forty. If not, if not forty, at that he was carrying us in that game. Yeah. So he, he had himself a game. You know, I'm, I'm I'm rethinking what I just said. I mean, I'm saying we have to see it against the Bucks, and then <laughs> we just we saw it against the Bucks a couple of weeks ago. But nah, he's been playing well. Yeah. He's been playing really well. Um, Chris R.J. Barrett, man. Uh, R.J. Barrett shooting fifty-seven. Some some nerd stats for you guys. R.J. Barrett shooting fifty-seven percent at the rim. Not that great. 36% from mid-range, 34% from three, and he has a 26% usage rate. And on top of that, he's not being efficient with the with the with the high usage rate. But silver lining, he's shooting 43% from three. So Chris RJ Barrett seems like he's having an up-down season, you know, 
so far. A lot of, you know, inefficient games. Just really hasn't found his footing. I just, I don't know. When, I, when I'm looking at R.J. Barrett, I feel like, I don't know if he's healthy because he, he just feels like he's laboring out there. Like, he's not going at full speed. When you watch him run, it's like he has sand in his shoes. Like, he can't sprint. I don't know if I'm the only one who's noticing this, but he just looks like he's a step slow this year. And yeah. it's it's affecting his efficiency. And he's not playing well. And what and do you point that to injury? I mean, we don't know if he's hurt, but do you just point that to one of these RJ Barrett slumps that he goes through throughout his career? I mean, I don't really know. I don't know about RJ. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of Knicks fans are more open to trading RJ Barrett. That's what I'm sensing for on yeah. Twitter. Sensing on Twitter. So yeah, I'm definitely seeing a lot of the same. You know, we're saying like, hey, you know, can we get RJ out of here for this or that? And I mean, I don't know if I'm ready to give up on RJ per se, but, you know, it is it is starting to get a little bit concerning because yeah. he started so well. I mean, we all know what he did in FIBA. He looked like a beast in FIBA, um, you know, and a team with uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander. And at times he looked like he was the best player on the court. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something, right? And then he starts the season for us, and he looks great. You know, hitting hitting a lot of his three-pointers, you know, hitting mid-range jumpers. Then, you know, the injury bug hit, started getting migraines. And ever since then, he hasn't really been the same. So do you think maybe it's just he's still dealing with these migraines? He's still having a nagging injury? Like, or is it just like you said, an RJ, you know, cold streak that – we're used to seeing at the beginning of season. Maybe now we're gonna get it closer towards the, you know, the quarter of half of the season. Like I don't know, man, but yeah, it, he, it does make me wonder. What if you had a little bit more firepower, more consistency from that spot? You know, I mean, we all want to see this Knicks Knicks teams do do great things, and it, it, you can't help but wonder, man. It's fun. I'm not saying I'm giving up on them either, but it's funny you know. how we shift like that. You know, it's like yeah. before it was Randall. I mean, a lot of these fans want to get rid of Randall still, but now it's everyone's shifting to RJ saying that, you know, if we had a little bit more firepower in that spot, we could be, you know, a real threat. And I mean, I see the argument because, you know, last I'm looking at his game log right here at Utah, nine points at Phoenix. When we dropped 139 points as a team, he scored 21, six to 10 efficient. He hasn't been last. I mean, he hasn't been efficient. You know, I mean, his three point shot has taken has fallen tremendously in his last. I think in his last 10 games, he's shooting like 23 percent from three. Um, His yeah. free throw shoot, his free throw percentage is there is, you know, four point six rebounds. It's, you know, he's he's just right now. He's just he's just a guy for the Knicks right now. And, you know, he has his blow up nights and, you know. I don't know. Is RJ Barrett the uh, the odd man out here in terms of Brunson and Randall? Because how far can we go with with this group? That's been a question from ESPN and TNT. We'll get into Becky Hammond comments as well in a bit. But it just makes you question, like, if the Knicks had more firepower from that position, somebody who can create his own shot, somebody who's more efficient, you know, it just makes you question really – you know how good of a team we can be if if Randall's playing like this and if Brunson's playing like this as well. But yeah, I just I hope that this is a cold streak from RJ because we've seen this before from in his career. And you know, to start the season, he was awesome. 
he was awesome. Then he had the migraines. and But like I said, he just looks like a step slow this year. And he looks like he's running in quicksand out there. I mean, take a look at R.J. Barrett. He looks like he looks slow this year. And every time he's on the bench, he has some wraps on his knees. So, I don't know. We are just picking at things, trying to make excuses <laughs> for RJ. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're making a, we're making some excuses here for RJ, but I mean, yeah. you know, it's 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 getting a little concerning. I mean, but I I hope it's just like you said, a cold streak for RJ. Hopefully, he can snap out of it. But you know, a lot of these trades that we talked about in the past, possible trades, I should say, for like somebody, like even like when they were mentioning Car Anthony Towns or coming in getting a Joel Embiid or, you know, uh, you know, those were centered around somebody like Julius Randle, right? Yeah. And then you're getting to the point now where Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson have this chemistry. They're they're playing amazing basketball for us. And then you have RJ here who's, you know, you could kind of say, oh, same old RJ, you know, has strong moments, plays nice here and there in spurts, but always – reverts back to the mean, right? Not able to finish well around the rim, still can't hit jump shots. You know, it, it wouldn't surprise me, I mean, for the Knicks to be looking for possible deals where they can get something for RJ Barrett, where they can boost that spot. Mm-hmm. You know, we we got the we, we got the picks to do it. We got we got the players to do it too, but do I think the Knicks ultimately give up on RJ Barrett? I think it's too soon to say, but would it be giving you up know. on him though? Like, do you think RJ Barrett will be an All Star on this current team? My answer is no, because you have high usage in Brunson, high usage in Randall. Barrett can never. I don't see him being an All Star, but probably not on this team per se. But I mean, come on, it wasn't that long ago when RJ was playing out of his mind, and we were talking about, hey, RJ is going to be an All Star. You know. I mean, that's how well he was playing to start this season. Yeah. We were calling him Star J Barrett. So, I mean. No, he has know. those Star J games, and those games are amazing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But that's the thing, right? Does, yeah. can, when, when does it become consistent? You know, because, I, I mean, if we had RJ con- consistently giving us 20, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle playing the way, the way they're playing, come on, man. That's I'm not saying we're winning every game or anything like that, but that's a formidable team in my opinion. Yeah. And it's true. And you bring up the word consistent and, you know, it's been, you know, five years now with RJ and it just, it's more, I mean, he's had great last season versus the Cavs. He, he's had great showing. He, he, he pretty much had a great series versus the Cleveland Cavaliers and he had a great year. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just, we, we just have to get consistency from RJ to really feel like he's the guy you know, for the future. I mean, a lot of Knicks fans feel like that already, but, you know, maybe the Knicks decide, hey, we can upgrade that position. We want to stick with Rando. We want to stick with Brunson. We can trade R.J. Barrett. And Big Task brings up a question. Well, then, I have to pose a question. Would you trade R.J. Barrett for an OG and an OB? R.J. Barrett, OG, and an OB. Which fits better on this team? You also have to think about fit. Because honestly, when you have two high usage players like a Brunson and a Randall, I don't think you need a third. I think RJ Barrett's usage this year is above twenty six percent, and you know I just don't think it meshes well with that duo of Brunson and a Randall. You know, so Knicks have to think about the future. But OG and an OBR RJ Barrett, Chris, what would you do? 
man, I'm getting these these tough questions, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I could see the fit with OG Ananobi, and I get it. He's he's you know he's a he's he's more longer. He can play defense. He's a menace on defense, which you know RJ is holding his own this season on defense. Let's let's not skim over that. You know he has improved defensively. OG will take it to another level, obviously. Yeah. But but other than that, in my opinion, what has OG actually done? I mean, I feel like that's more of a lateral move more than anything. Like I know the defensively will get a boost, but it OG just doesn't do it for me, man. I mean, I think OG's last three games have been terrible. I think he played over 35 minutes, barely scored, barely wasn't was a force offensively. Like, you know, this is this is a Raptors team where he should be more aggressive and be more of a focal point. Instead, it's Scotty Barnes. And it always won a championship, right? He was yeah. on that team with the uh I believe he was. But he wasn't playing, you know, that much. So he has right. that under his belt. <laughs> I mean, but they, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're tabbing him like he's gonna be the next big thing, right? He's, he's yeah. asking for. They were saying thirty Back. plus mil contract. Yeah. I mean, I know eventually bench players are gonna be getting thirty plus mil in the NBA, but yeah, I, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. What, what about you? Big Tash says, would you rather have OG Ananobi or RJ Barrett? I just. OG Ananobi will make us better, you know, defensively. OG Ananobi's a, what is he shooting from three this year? Close to 40%. I don't know, you know. It's just, it's like a lateral move. It doesn't really move the needle for me. I mean, I would have to, I would need something more than that. If the Knicks were to get, like, there were rumored today to, you know, be interested in Jazante Murray, they were to somehow acquire Murray and an OG Ananobi. I don't know if they can do that, but. Then that would, you know, shake things up a little bit while keeping Brunson and Randall and maybe acquiring a big in there. But I was taking a look at Jazante Murray's stats this year, 20-point-per-game score, 37% from three. He's having a career year shooting the three um, other than his rookie season, but he only played 38 games in his rookie season, 45% from the field. He's efficient. He plays defense, and he's and he also shares a rock as well, almost averaging a half a block a game two steals a game. So we know what we're going to get with Jante Murray. And I like, I like that the Knicks are like scouring the market out there. You know, they're not staying put, you know, this Mitchell Robinson injury, hopefully, you know, got them, got them slouched up more and say, all right, we need to make a move because if we want to accomplish what we want to accomplish, we got to get something done, whether that's a Jante Murray an OG Ananobi or, or somebody that we're not talking about Zion or somebody. It's interesting that Zion, that the contract situation with Zion came out like a few days ago that it's not fully guaranteed. So that was interesting. Yeah. What what did you think about that? Do you think that the Pelicans would actually just wave Zion Williamson? Like, hey, man, you can't get in shape, so you're gone. Hey, he's going to take off the fat suit. He's going to come to New York, and he's going to ball out. <laughs> That's what I've been saying about, RJ, about, about Zion Williamson. He he's going to take suit. off the fat suit and get the real fat on. As yeah. soon as he hits the city. He has a fat nah. suit on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Big task. Shout out to you. Shout out to Wiz in the chat. No excuses. With the exception of free throws, he has not improved. In some cases, he has regressed. He's talking about R.J. Barrett. Yeah, yeah, with the exception of free throw shooting, and I guess you could point defensively, he's been okay this year, but offensively, he's just, he hasn't improved. 
You know, I believe I saw a stat like last week that he's like 0 for 10 in one-on-one isolation situations. So, you know, he's, he's he already has a hard time doing that. And yeah, man, I'm uh, RJ Barrett's going to be a hot name, hot name to uh, talk about here, Chris. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, um, the Knicks are, let's get back to the New York Knicks team. They're playing well. Gets back to some positivity. They're playing well. We have the Bucks coming up. In the next two days, obviously back to back. Shout out to the NBA for a terrible schedule. Always appreciate you <laughs> for that. Next, Chris are still sixth in the NBA and three point percentage. Dante DiVincenzo has looked great inserted into the starting lineup. Looked great against the Nets. Um, you know, Grimes has looked okay. Josh Hart has looked. You know, he's starting to be like, starting to play like Josh Hart. And um, yeah, Chris, these 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 next stretch of games are are tough. But I feel like we if we can come out of this. 500 or maybe even a four and two sign me up you know we didn't know that look it started off rough against utah out west but we beat phoenix with kevin durant with devin booker um we beat the the lakers and we demolished the nets so you know start to stack up these wins then the trade market will be coming here shortly in february and then we'll see who we can acquire because this mitchell robinson injury i don't like it i don't like it man yeah I don't think anybody likes it. No. Um, yeah, well, I mean, this <laughs> the next five games for the Knicks, like you mentioned, Milwaukee twice, OKC, Orlando, Indiana. I think if you split with Milwaukee and then, you know, OKC, I know I know they're a lot better now with Chet Holmgren out there and whatnot, but yeah, I think that's another game we can go in there and compete with them. Orlando, I think, in my opinion, is coming back to earth a little bit. You know, we'll... we'll Look, all these teams are going to put up a fight. Indy can score with the best of them. They can't defend, but, you know, they can damn, damn well score it. You know, we'll get a look at Obi Top and our old friend. Hopefully the Knicks come on top, man. I'm, I'm hoping that – I'm hoping for a split, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'll take I'll take a split, man. This is going to be a tough, tough, no. tough trip coming up. 2-0 and <laughs> against the Bucks this Saturday, this weekend, I'm calling it. We're beating them on Saturday. Ooh. And we're beating them Christmas Day. We're home. We play better at home. We're, I mean, we're, we play better against good teams at home. And you know, I'm calling for it. I would love the Christmas Day victory. Yeah, that'll be icing on the cake. Gotta have that. All right. Um, gotta read here. I'm proud to be partnering with Underdog Sports. Shout out to Underdog Fantasy Sports, my favorite place to play fantasy games. You gotta check them out. Pick them. It's so easy to play. Just pick two to five stats of your favorite players and choose whether they'll go higher or lower. You can 20x your money by going five for five. Sound like fun? Download the app and sign up using my code NYX. That is NYX. Simple as that. To get your first deposit up to $100 matched. Can't wait to see your entry. Shout out to Underdog Fantasy Sports. Um, Yeah, Chris, I mean... You know, we talked about Randall. We talked about the Dejounte Murray situation that came out of the blue. Um, the pairing of Murray and Brunson actually kind of quirkly, quirkly works. Like it, it kind of works. You know, Murray plays defense. Brunson can score. So I like that pairing. Um, yeah. But I made a video about Becky Hammond and Jalen Brunson saying Jalen Brunson is too small. And I know you wanted to touch on it, and I'm, I'm sure you guys in the chat can touch on it as well. But she basically said Jalen Brunson is too small to be 1A, to be a 1A on a championship team. Um, 
yeah, I mean, she later came on Twitter and, you know, said that she respects Brunson, yada, yada, yada. But, Chris, I mean, I'll leave the floor to you. What do you want to say about uh, these networks, ESPN, TNT, just taking these jabs at this the, the Knicks lately? It's been, it's been annoying, honestly. Yeah, it, it's it's frustrating. It's, it's just really frustrating because it can never be about the Knicks doing well, the Knicks getting a big win against the Lakers. It can never be anything like that. It's just... How can we throw out there that the Knicks are mid or the Knicks are just not good enough or if they're playing well, that they'll never reach the championship? You know, that's that's the most frustrating part about it. Yeah. And look, did the, did Becky Hammond have a, you know, did she have some good points? Yeah. I mean, look, I get it. Brunson is not, you, you could say Brunson is not a 1A, right? Sure, you can say that. I mean, I, I think I agree with that. But what you can't deny is that he's getting to that level. He's he's playing. He's he's a star, man. Jalen Brunson is a star. For whatever reason, they just refuse to want to mention that alongside Jalen Brunson that he's an up and coming star. The only reason he hasn't been a, isn't a star officially is because he hasn't made an actual All Star team yet. Yeah. But I mean, come on. They keep saying, you know, the Knicks don't have the best player on the floor, going back to uh, Kenny Kenny the Jet Smith, right? You, you want to name people like Bancaro. You want to name freaking uh, Tyrese Halliburton, right? I mean, look, hell, those two players, amazing. Yeah. They have bright futures ahead of them. But you're telling me after Jalen Brunson drops 50 points, goes 9 of 9 from three point, that he's just he's just a mid player? He's not gonna. He, that's not a star caliber player. In my, look, look. I just, I just hate the. It's just disrespect. It's just disrespect. We can never get flowers when the Knicks are doing well. Look, I know it's it's early on in the season, but you know we just beat the Lakers. We have a better record than the Lakers. Look, yeah. I know they got LeBron James, but all you hear about is LeBron is the greatest. They'll turn it around. It doesn't matter if they're five games under five, you know, yeah. under five hundred. They're 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 gonna figure it out. The Knicks could be twenty and and eight, and they'll find a way to just drag us in the mud. So it's frustrating, man. And and the point about having a small player, like, I I don't buy that. There's yeah. been plenty of small players that have won NBA championships, you know. And Becky wants to stay say Steph Curry is the exception. Steph Curry didn't do it by himself. Steph Curry had some pretty damn good players around him. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what what are your thoughts on that whole? I mean, I, hey, ditto. I gave him already. Um, you know, it's just I feel like the Knicks are a big market and ESPN. They just sometimes I feel like they get bored and they just forget that we're actually playing an NBA season here. Yes, that we yes. Do the New York Knicks need a superstar to become a contender? Yes, we all know that. We all yeah. know that. Thank you, TNT and ESPN, for telling us what we already know. We all know that the Knicks need another guy. But can we just play the damn season and enjoy the damn season? And I just feel like they're skipping ahead. They're fast-forwarding, skipping ahead. Um, they're, they're forgetting that we have a whole season ahead of us. You never know what can happen, you know? Yeah. We were right there against the Miami Heat. You know, a couple of quickly goes down, a couple of great performances from Brunson. If Randall was healthy, maybe – things turn around there and maybe we get the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. But we know that we need a second guy. We know. Um, 
Mega in the chat. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just hope that, you know, the national media can switch up their tune a little bit. But, you know, I, hey, but are they going to? Unless the New York Knicks make a trade and Leon Rose hasn't done a massive major trade since he's since he's been here. And the Knicks have, you know, been a steady, steadily winning team. And, you know, we've been consistently our culture's great. You know, we're finally getting back to our winning ways. It feels good, you know. I think a lot of us, yeah. you know, try to jump two steps ahead sometimes. And we just have to, you know, calm down a little bit, see what shakes out. And we just go from there, man. That's yeah. my piece I have on that. <laughs> you know? The funny thing the funny thing is, even if, let's say, the Knicks get a, a superstar player, right? Yeah. I, I don't think it'll change. I don't think the the way that uh you know then it's gonna be won a championship, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be something like that. But like I even think back when you know the Knicks had Carmelo Anthony, right? It was it was still the same if you really think about it. But I get it, you know. It's it's like the negative sells, you know, when it comes to the Knicks. So that's what Negativity they focus sells. on. But... <laughs> and it's unfortunate, man, because like you know. It's been tough being a Knicks fan. You know, we've had some really rough years. Yeah. So, you know, now the Knicks team, you know, we're, we're a solid team. We're a good team. We, we compete with any team out there. Why not enjoy it? Why not give us some flowers every now and then? You guys can do your hot takes and, and give give the negativity, whatever. But every once in a while, how about you acknowledge the fact that we're a, we're a pretty good team and we're competing with the best out there? We we might not have the best player per se on the floor, but you know we're gonna bring it to them. My whole thing is Brunson, Jalen Brunson turns up a whole nother notch in the playoffs. I mean, we saw it yeah. firsthand last season, and they we, tried, and that that drives me even more crazy when they say, "Oh, Donovan Mitchell is better," but it's like, how many times does Brunson have to cook this guy in the playoffs for you to like realize what, what? that? That's I think they're true. bringing up. I think they're bringing up him paired with Brunson could be an elite duo, and it could be. You know, we don't know. It could be. You know, the Knicks. You know, maybe they get a Donovan Mitchell coming up in the next year or so, or maybe this trading deadline. But you know, I just feel like people forget. And Kendrick Perkins, shout out to Kendrick Perkins. He literally said the Knicks have a guy. His name is Jalen Brunson. You know, let's not forget what he did to to the Cavs, and let's not forget what he did against the Miami Heat. You know, he may not be this flashy player but turns up a notch when he has to that's for damn sure um so yes recap in the room appreciate every single one of you in here if you haven't done so already hit that subscribe button as always the knicks back in action against the milwaukee bucks they have them twice here coming up we have home and home against the bucks weird we have them literally uh tomorrow or saturday or today depending on when you're listening to this and we have them again on christmas day so we have to i think we're owen two against them this year chris so some revenge is needed in madison square garden we have to get that revenge even the score even the score man they beat us twice they beat us twice on their home court we got to do the same on our home court and then you know the vibes will be high as long as randall continues playing well brunson continues doing his thing and yeah man i mean Giannis, if he doesn't take I mean, I still, I'm still remembering that video of him traveling last game versus us. He took like one dribble half court and then he dunked the ball. But uh, that's Giannis, man. But yeah, some tough here, tough games here coming up. But the Knicks have surprised us here, and we're playing well. And we we started this podcast talking about the Dejounte Murray situation 
that the rumor has it that the Knicks have inquired about DeJounte Murray. They're still interested in OGN and OB. That Mitchell Robinson injury has really, you know, had the New York Knicks on the phones trying to get something done. Jake Fisher brought up Clint Capella or maybe a Daniel Gafford. Um, you know, there's some names out there like, a, you know, DeMarcus Cousins or you can just flat out signed or an Andre Drummond where you can just trade for. But, you know, Jericho Sims is out with an ankle injury. And I think the Knicks have to do something. They just have to do something because God forbid, Chris, God forbid, knock on wood, do not want this to happen. But I'm just saying somebody else goes down. Then we are effed. You know, we are effed, literally. So yeah. we have to bolster up our front court has to be done has to be done yeah i mean it's a shame that you know we lose mitch then jericho gets hurt you know why couldn't it be not that i'm wishing for this but we have a ton of guards why couldn't it be a, a guard right <laughs> it has to be the the spots that we're the most thin thin at but yeah yeah man we, we i think we got to make some moves man it, it's just it's going to get ugly if we lose another player like there's that's yeah. just common sense there's no secret about that it is so yeah man i mean anything else we wanted to touch on chris before we head up out of here i mean games coming up here big games coming up for the knicks rumors are swirling obviously we'll be on here if something gets done but i think everything is just talk right now so um yeah man tough stretch ahead what? christmas game don't think we'll be on here before christmas so i just wanted to wish every single one of you happy holidays Enjoy your time with your family and eat well. Grub up. Yeah. You know? Happy holidays <laughs> to all of Knicks Nation out there. And like yeah. you said, get your grub on. Enjoy the time with your families and loved ones. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful time. Beautiful time. 2024. 2024. New year, new Knicks. Ooh. New year, new Leon. New year, new trade. Who knows? 2020 is 2024 the year of the big trade. I don't know. Is it going to happen? Are the Knicks going to get that superstar? S superstar? Su superstar, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. And I, I feel like it's coming. Like I've said in previous episodes, I feel like it is coming. It's it's sooner than you think because, you know, now, especially with this Mitch Robinson injury, don't want to throw this year away, but I feel like it is sooner than you think i'm anthony from Knicks nation it's been a great episode again once again happy holidays to every single one of you and yeah let's go Knicks. let's beat up on milwaukee and let's get these dubs and i'll catch you guys next time peace peace thanks for listening please hit that follow button to stay updated with our latest episodes and we also greatly appreciate those five-star reviews for you video enthusiasts out there, head over to our YouTube channel to catch the podcast in video form. YouTube.com slash Nation. You'll find all the relevant links conveniently listed in the show notes below. See you next time.